This is the next sleeping giant stock market sector. From Elon Musk to Greta Thunberg, this could be the next renewable energy source to take over the world. And today, we're going to be discussing all the hot stocks that are in this sector, from large cap giant to small cap gem. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be uncovering a form of renewable energy and the stock market sector that goes along with it that people are sleeping on, however, could soon take over the world. So this is a form of energy that has received an absolutely terrible rap due to Chernobyl back in, I believe, the 60s. And then you had Fukushima in Japan yep. and uh, back in 20, 2012 or so. Something like that. And but it's such a clean form of energy. And we're talking about nuclear. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at, we always like to look at headlines and narratives, right? And, you know, not a lot of people know more about renewable energy than Elon Musk. And so one of the things that he said in late 2022, he was going against a trend that has been happening, which has kind of stopped, which is countries shutting down their nuclear power plants. Mm. So Elon Musk, this is his quote. We should really keep going with nuclear plants. I know this may be an unpopular view in some quarters, but I think if you have a well-designed nuclear power plant, you should not shut it down, especially right now. He then went on to say, it is insane from a national security standpoint and bad for the environment to shut them down. Mm. So he has been really champion, championing the re-rise of nuclear power plants and therefore uranium. And that's why today we're going to be talking about nuclear and uranium stocks because we're seeing, ever since a lot of these quotes have happened, a shift happening. Countries are starting to reopen nuclear power plants. Countries are looking to build more nuclear power plants. And what happens when you have more of a demand for nuclear power plants? More of a demand for uranium. So we're going to be looking into some of the reasons why uranium is such a good, clean form of energy and some of the stocks that go along with it. Because uranium is what powers the reactors, right? That's right. So For the f uh, fusion? Yep. And I believe there was a, a recent breakthrough uh, recently. It was interesting in the, in the news. It's something they've been working on for, for years, and it was nuclear fission. I think it gets a bad rap, too, not just because of recent events. and you know, But, we, you know, there's oil spills that occur in the ocean all the time. And what we saw in Ohio in terms of whatever yeah. that chemical was. and you know, so, But I think because of what's happening over in, in Europe and, you know, Putin and nuclear weapons, mm. it's almost like we have, like, this negative association with, you know, nuclear power. But it is, in fact, the cleanest form of energy because it doesn't produce any greenhouse gases. That's right. And, you know, if CO2 isn't released into the air, that's a good thing. That's what we're trying to do. That's why there's, you know, there's uh, different companies out there working on actually capturing carbon out of the atmosphere. Yeah, so not only is nuclear power one of the cleanest forms of energy production, when the uranium waste is stored properly, like it's all about the waste, the uranium waste, and, and the potential biohazard aspect of that, it's relatively cheap to operate the power plant after it's been built. And that's why I think um, that Elon Musk was saying that. He's like, look, you've already spent all this money to build these power plants. It's cheap to operate this clean energy producer. You've already built it. Why are you shutting it down? It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I think 
and you know, you, when you look around the worldwide trends, what's trending right now? ESG, carbon free, zero emission, and nuclear can potentially be the answer to a lot of these policies. So uranium is the f- is the fuel, right, that they use, and it's more energy energy dense than the fossil fuels. So a smaller amount is actually needed to br- produce the same amount of energy. So that also means you need less fewer mining companies out there. You know, mm. if you have uh, mining companies digging up for different fossil fuels, etc., you'll have a tenth of the amount of mining that's actually required. So it's another good thing. Um, it's estimated that solar and wind can only meet. So we're talking about other clean energy. Well, why not just use um, solar energy, right? Well, it's estimated that solar can only meet solar and wind can only meet about seventy percent of the global energy demand. When you look at like a, a wind farm, for example, or solar panels, and all the how much space it takes up, and all the intricate parts, we're already having supply chain issues. Mm. So how are you supposed to get you know every little piece that's required to build these things? from overseas and et cetera. It adds so much more time. It adds so much uh, more cost, et cetera, when you can just build the one plant. And when you see, uh, just from the image behind you, how tiny of an actual footprint it takes Mm. up compared to something like a solar farm, right? Or a wind farm. No, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we will eventually get into some of our top stock picks in the uranium and nuclear sector, but we just want to kind of paint the picture for you as to why we think this sector has so many tailwinds and it's being slept on. So another reason is after you, you know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, you're seeing a lot of c- countries kind of do a bit of a, a deglobalization and they need to, to, one, get off fossil fuels and get off things that they were relying on from certain areas of the world, like Russia, that they can no longer rely on because it's just too risky, right? So what you're going to see is a lot of countries try to bring their energy production domestic mm. and nuclear can be one of the things that, really uh, sees a lot of like growth from that. I think uh, currently in the United States, 20% of their energy production is made from nuclear power. But Elon Musk himself said that could double in the next few decades. Right. So right away you're seeing a lot of tailwinds, you know, ESG, people going away from fossil fuels, countries going away from importing energy from other countries. There's a ton of new things. And then when you look at what countries are actually doing, European lawmakers recently approved a law designating nuclear as a sustainable energy source. So it's now seeing all these approvals, and you know we know that governments are spending trillions or billions on green energy. So it's just got a lot of things going in its favor. The infrastructure bill has $6 billion for nuclear credits. It's also important to note that nuclear power is already providing electricity to one out of every five people in the U.S. So you may not even realize that you are using this power. And the U.S. also has a goal of 100% carbon pollution-free electricity by 2035. Mm. So there are a few tailwinds um, that are there. I also want to highlight uh, one more thing before maybe we get into some of the stock picks, too. And it's so so interesting doing the research for this, and that's why I want to bring it up. Mm. It's how much waste is actually uh, produced from from a nuclear power plant. So uh, so let's say you're let's say you're using coal and the waste that's pr- produced from that. So you get one ton of coal or you'd have 120. So this is all the same metrics for what what would be produced versus waste. One ton of coal or 120 gallons of oil or 17,000 cubic feet of natural gas is all comparable to one uranium pellet. Wow. Crazy. Like a a little thing that a rabbit would eat. It's low waste. Low waste. Very low waste. So yeah, and another one last thing I want to mention before getting into the stock picks is... I was talking about how nations around the world have reversed 
their thought process on nuclear lately. So let's just run down a quick list here. The proof is, is really in numbers. So Finland recently started up its first new reactor in over 40 years. The United Kingdom has announced plans to increase nuclear capacity from 7 to 24 GW by 2050. So that's 3x. France, which already depends on nuclear for 70% of their electricity, says it was going to reverse plans to shut down reactors and build another six new ones by 2060. The German Economic Ministry, they're extending more nuclear power plants. The Netherlands said they're uh, building two more nuclear reactors in the coming years. And even Japan, who suffered that disaster in Fukushima recently, announced that they're going to be restarting 17 idle nuclear power plants. So after listening to all of this stuff that we just talked about, the tailwinds from international policy, from fossil fuels, from ESG, countries that are restarting and building nuclear power plants, what does that tell us? The demand for uranium is going to be going up. Therefore, in theory, the price of uranium should be going up. That's why we think it's the perfect time to look at some of these uranium stocks. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some big companies out there that are already in the power space. You know, they're already doing electricity, they're doing natural gas, but, you know, they also obviously will have a segment or a sector within their business that is focused on nuclear because of, you know, all the stats that we've kind of presented. Um, So I guess one you could look at would be um, General Electric. You know, it's one of the biggest energy companies out there. They've been around for a long time. Um, So they have a very diverse portfolio pertaining to energy. Um, their nuclear business is focused on the design, manufacture, and service of nuclear reactors. So they're going to take part in the design phase for, you know, you know France or the Netherlands because General Electric is a global company. So they'll help design what these are going to look like. They're also going to be par- taking part in the manufacturing aspect of it as well. But if there's any, once all the nuclear reactors are up, they're also going to be par- taking part in the service. So there's so many different revenue streams where General Electric could see some uh, some income. Yeah, I like that. That's a, I mean, it's a massive, large cap, very stable company. So it's a good one to start the list off. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest um, companies by market cap operating in the uranium sectors that I have is called Cameco Corp. The ticker is CCJ. Has about an $11 billion market cap. It's one of the largest uranium producers in the world. And in fact, they have access to they own the largest uranium mine in the world which is good trivia question MacArthur river in saskatchewan canada that's right so you know these guys are an authority in the uranium field they also supply the services of the uranium refining conversion fuel manufacturing services they got land holdings uh, exploration for new uranium deposits so they've kind of uh integrated themselves widely into the uranium field um they and it's funny some of these uranium companies because a lot of it is um speculative they don't actually have great numbers not mm-hmm. at all but bec- you know some of the larger cap ones so cameco is growing its revenues to two uh, from 2.1 to 2.7 billion in 2023 which was much higher than the consensus of 1.7 billion so they're beating numbers they actually their stock actually pays a small dividend mm. um so as a large cap in the uranium sector i'd be looking at ccj another one i'd look at would be uh next era <coughs> it's a utility company that it's actually the largest producer of wind and solar energy in the world. So they have a global footprint from a solar and wind perspective, but they're also the largest operator of nuclear in the U.S. So, you know, again, to your point, if other countries are going to be building up and these guys already have a foothold with different power sectors around the globe, there's no reason why they can't get, get in bed with these countries for the nuclear aspect. Right. What's more is they're also a market leader in smart grid technology, so it allows them to operate its power plants much more efficiently than the co- 
than the competition. Mm, so. Yeah, I like that. I like how they're not only in the uranium sector, but all over the clean energy sector, which, mm. you know, we like a lot. So mm. that's that's one I've actually, I've, I've owned them in the past for sure, that one. Um, so now as I go down my list of getting into kind of the mid-cap and smaller cap uranium companies, uh, none of them have great numbers, as I mentioned. So this one, uh, Next Gen Energy, NXE, it's got a $2 billion market cap. They do a similar thing as the one I mentioned previously, but they're much smaller. So acquisition, exploration, evaluation, and development of uranium properties in Canada. Um, but because it's highly speculative, they're mostly about exploration and development. They don't actually have much revenues, and they just run at operating losses. They're a bet on one of these companies is a bet on the uranium price to go a very high. That's why they're smaller market cap. High risk, high reward, which you know, and a lot of people that watch this show are into. That's why I wanted to bring them up. Uh, they've reported operating losses for at least 10 consecutive years. However, that's why everyone's sleeping on them. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because yeah. you end up forgetting about, you know, um, a lot of the stuff we've talked about in the past has been, you know, tech stocks and, you know, how well they, you know, there, when we first started these episodes, you know, a couple of years back, um, tech stocks were doing, they're flying, mm. right? So, but you tend to forget about that because Google's not doing well or Amazon's laying off nine just announced the laying off 9,000 people. But then you forget about, you know, how are you turning on the lights at home? You know, where's the power coming from? Um, so another one I want to uh, bring up, it, it has a market cap of 1.2 billion. It's Uranium Energy Corp. And when you look at the chart, it's actually been performing quite well over the past uh, five years. It's up 150%. It's a nice, slow, steady climb. Over the past year, uh, it is down 30, 30% though. Right. Um, this one is... If you want to look at the shareholders, BlackRock and Fidelity. Mm. So, you know, absolutely massive conglomerates uh, are shareholders in this, what I would consider a small cap gem from a stock market perspective with a $1 billion fully diluted market cap. Interesting. So this is one of the fastest growing suppliers of fuel for the green energy transition. Low cost uranium producer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting when you talk about these smaller uranium stocks, that's kind of what I was saying before really they're they're betting on the rallying of uranium prices and if you kind of buy into a lot of the stuff that we were talking about earlier it sounds like there you know there are a lot of tailwinds that could say the demand for uranium is going to go through the roof over the next couple of decades therefore the price of uranium could have a big rally obviously no no financial advice but this is the kind of things we look for in sectors and narratives right we want to be early to these things right yeah. and you know you look at some of these charts so the next i want to mention there're two two different ones but they're basically very similar so we have Energy Fuels, which is UUUU, the ticker, great ticker, uh, $850 million market cap. And then Uranium Royalty, UROY, which is $200 million market cap. So for stocks, these are small cap gems, right? Tiny. It's because none of them have, uh, they all have operating losses. They put up losses every year. They barely make any revenue because they're uranium exploration companies. They're betting on the price of uranium to go through the roof. So Energy Fuels, uh, they operate in the States, Wyoming, Texas, and Utah. Uranium Royalty Corp. They have royal interests all over uh, America, Canada, as well as a project in Namibia. These are pure play uranium exploration companies. So if the pr- price of uranium skyrockets, a small cap stock that has a $200 million market cap, that is where you could get the 10x. Right. So that's why it's worth, you know, we, we mentioned some large caps, but if you're looking for that 10x, you know, 50x, you know, I mean, stock, but a $200 million market cap uranium pure play company, uranium royalty could be an interesting one. Yeah, I like it. I want to um, highlight, because we talked about Canada Nickel Corp one time um, on a previous episode. Yep. Uh, I think it was like, we were talking about lithium and all that. Yep. Um, and they had a really unique process for getting nickel out. Like, do you remember what that was specifically? It was like, they had a really unique process 
that other companies are going to begin able to use that is going to make the process like much cleaner for the environment. Yeah, I, I don't know technically yeah. exactly what it was, but it was one of the cleanest ways, that carbon-free emission way of processing the nickel out of the... Exactly, yeah. which is like super fascinating. That's why I, I like that and why we like that company so much. And the other thing to mention about Uranium Energy Corp is the fact that it's how they do it. So they extract uranium by injecting a solution into the ground to dissolve the uranium, and then they just pump it out. Mm. So it's like much faster, much cheaper, and way more environmentally friendly. So right. I was just thinking that one from a previous episode. Yeah, so no, that is interesting. I mean, you know, uh, do you have any more stocks to, to no, mention? that's all I got. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you can just, just go back, and, you know, listen to the stuff we said about the nuclear energy uh, industry, all the tailwinds, there's international, there's laws, there's just a lot of things that seem to be pointing to a, a rise in nuclear energy and therefore uranium. So if you're building, you know, if you've been following the show for a while, you know we've been into commodities, energy, all that kind of stuff. And that's actually another good quick point. Commodities, right? We're still in, you know, inflationary bear market. Commodities still perform well than these growth tech stocks. So uranium as a commodity has another tailwind right there. Yeah, you're right, because the like the seasons are cyclical, right? Mm. Uh, like, um, so if, if the stock market's eight months forward looking, you know, and you know the winter's, you know, we're going into, into spring where we are now. This would be a time where I would start looking at maybe like a Comstock resources mm, again right. for the heating supplies in December. Yep. Right? For sure. I mean, we've been talking about commodities and recessionary stocks and all that kind of stuff, bear market stocks for a while now. And uranium kind of lines up in that 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 line of thinking. And I know we've mentioned it before on previous episodes, but it was it was a good time coming. You know, we obviously stand for clean, sustainable, renewable energy on this show. So I think, yeah, let's have a look at some of these uranium stocks, small caps, large caps, uh, whatever, you know, tickles your fancy. But keep an eye on the sector because we've seen the warnings from, as you said, Greta Thunberg, Elon Musk. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Hey, make sure you guys tune to the next episode. Because that one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Beanpod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Beanpod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.